Greetings, Padawans, and welcome to the Archives. Here to unlock this holocron, here's the man of the hour, Jedi Master Sotiko. What is good, guys? It's your boy Sotiko. We are back on the block. We are back on the block that we call Star Wars, the Archives podcast. And I'm super glad to have you guys here. Today, we're going to be talking about the Old Republic. I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. I have to be honest, I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the main characters in the Old Republic. And then we have a bunch of galactic dispatches for you. This is the Archives Podcast. I do implore you guys to leave a like, subscribe, comment, review, and check us out on Twitter. Check us out on TikTok, at Sotico, and at Star Wars T-A-P. And then on Instagram at Star Wars TAP, where you can tap in. Riding solo tonight, having a good night, having a good time. I did pose a question in my Discord, didn't get an answer to it. If you guys preferred a camera or one with gameplay, at any moment, at any moment, I'm willing to throw up some gameplay and have a have a wee cheeky little chat about some Star Wars stuff while we play a game, but it's entirely up to the stream. If you're just coming through the streams, I appreciate you guys for being here. If you're listening on demand, welcome. I hopefully you are having a good time. Last week, the podcast was demonetized off rip. And I do want to talk about that before we get going today. Our podcast got demonetized off rip simply because we had the actress who portrayed Cara Dune, Gina Carano, in our thumbnail. And... My goodness, that girl is going through some stuff right now. That girl is going through some stuff. Um, Shout out and praise be from the highest to Gina Carano. Hope she's doing well. She's got a, a lawsuit pending against Disney, Lucasfilm, and Huckleberry Studios, I believe it is. Huckleberry Limited. She's got a lawsuit pending, and you know me, folks. You know I'm always just about justice and about doing what's right. It's never been political for me. It's never been anything for me. But I just hope that justice prevails because Cara Dune was one of my favorite characters. I was really interested in her character. I thought what she was doing was sick, and... I do kind of feel slighted that we never really got a good send-off or a good goodbye, and I'm really upset that we never got to see her and Grief Karga 
on screen at the same time again. That was a real blow to the system. That was really tough to see. That sucked. And you just feel for people, you know? You just feel for people that don't get to say goodbye to loved ones. And we as a community, we really didn't get to say goodbye to our boy, Carl Weathers, who did portray Grief Karga. And it made me think of the, the many... the many losses that we have as people and we never really get to say goodbye so what i would like to do what i would like to implore you guys do is hug your loved ones tell your mother that you love her tell your significant other what they mean to you and how much they mean to you and even if it's for a one day just spend a singular day just noticing them notice what they do notice their idiosyncrasies because one day they're going to be gone and you're going to miss them and it's going to be very very tough so give your mother the biggest hug possible that you got let her know you love her and if your father's still around and that's the reason why i always say you know tell your mother that you love her because my father's not around my father's not around. He's, I can't text him. I can't call my dad up and ask him how he's doing. How, how's work going? I can't do the, those things. And it's tricky, man. It's really tricky. But if you have people in your life that you care about, it sh they should never wonder they should never guess if they mean something to you and i think it goes without saying that we as a people can do a lot better at communicating our emotions at communicating the truth to people and i think it's as simple as that just tell the truth Tell the truth. Be honorable. Be real with people. There's no need to waste people's time. Live up to your word. Life is so easy when you don't have to remember. And you catch people. You catch people in their lies, man. And it's just like... Damn. So that's how it is. That's how it is. It sucks. It really does suck. So my best words of advice. Take advantage of the time that you have with people. Enjoy their presence. Enjoy hearing their laughter. Do what you have to do because one day it's all going to be gone and it's going to go so quickly. It's going to go so quickly. I never realized myself how quickly it goes until 
I'm a 20 something year old kid and I can't text my dad. And I, it's a bit tricky with me because 11 of the 18 years that he was around in my first 18 years, he had cancer. So it's not that you're, it's not that you're thinking like, oh, any day could be the day. But when you're, when you're told by his doctors that, hey, like, he's got four months to live. Why don't you guys go to Disneyland? It's on me. Go enjoy it. Go have fun. Have a good time. You're nine years old, you hear that. Eight years old. You gotta appreciate people for when they're here because in the stroke of a clock, they can be gone, man. And that's just not something that any of you truly want to have occur. I promise. It's too tough and it's it's unbearable. It's truly unbearable. Um so if you're if you're arguing with your parent, if you're arguing with a sibling, do what you got to do to make up with them. Cuz I promise it's not worth it. It hasn't been worth it and whatever you're arguing over I promise it'll never truly be worth it to fight with a loved one and hold that resentment and hold that on them. Um, we see that in Star Wars. Luke Skywalker hated Vader until he saw who he really was and who he really was was literally just him. And he was like, oh, crap. This is where my life is headed. If I don't turn this around, it's Jover. I have to figure this out. And granted, it took it took Luke a good while to do it, but once Luke finally had the the idea in his mind that all right like we're doing this we're turning vader we're turning him i'm bringing my father back there was no hesitation there was no hesitation and truthfully i think what he did was commendable i think what he did was the right thing to do and you have to applaud the efforts that a son would go through for their father. You know, Luke would do anything for his dad. Genuinely, Luke would do anything for his dad. And he did. He tried to do anything for his dad. Um, so I hope that you guys kind of get where I'm coming from. I hope you guys can understand where I'm coming from and 
just see what I'm trying to say in all this. It's it's a really tricky aspect when it's a really tricky aspect when you have characters that love each other so much people that love each other so much and they have to go through an absolute ringer for them and then you have like arguments and bickering going on at home or at work or with friends and you won't even text them you won't even call them you won't even let them know hey thinking about you i i Genuinely, I think we do need to get to a place where we can just communicate with one another and feel good about it. So if I can give you all one micro piece of advice, just do what you have to do to find peace in this world. Do what you have to do to find some sort of common ground to get back in the right footing with people because I promise it's not worth losing someone for it's not worth losing someone for and I hope that you guys take that to heart because it's a tricky slope it's a really tricky slope when you feel like there's no one that you can really talk to and it becomes a really lonely world and that's why I admire to bits and look up to a guy like Luke Skywalker because look at all that he was going through. Look at all that he was going through from losing his aunt and uncle to losing Ben to losing Biggs to fighting in a war like no wonder Luke wanted to flee from Dagobah no wonder he had already lost so many people in his life that he was afraid to lose more people and I think Kenobi and Yoda when they saw Luke leaving Dagobah to go and help Han and Leia and Chewie and 3PO I think they saw I genuinely think that they saw reflections of Anakin because they get this wild intuition that oh geez Anakin did this exact same thing like what are we gonna do we don't want to lose Anakin forever we we can't let Anakin we can't let Luke fall like Anakin once did and I think that's where the Jedi began to ultimately freak out a little bit because like if we lose Luke 
he's our final hope and that's what Ken- that's what Kenobi genuinely meant when he said that then Yoda had to remind him like no like don't forget there's there's still Leia there's still another so I absolutely adore and I absolutely love Empire Strikes Back for that reason because we do get that nice callback to the past and the the nice reflective moment that both of these Jedi Masters get when they each know what Luke is ultimately capable of and it's truly remarkable stuff because as we follow along Luke's journey we know that he is the spitting image of Anakin inside outside the force he is the spitting image of Anakin but Luke does everything the right way lives up to his word he keeps his promises he he does things that Anakin didn't do and I think the prequels are such a a beautiful collection of films because it shows the eloquent diversity of storytelling they're telling the exact same story as the original trilogies with different flavor with different dishes with different ingredients but they're following a very similar recipe and you don't realize it unless you have a very sophisticated palate and it's so fun to get those like eureka moments when you when you put pieces together like that it's so fun and with star wars especially i get that a lot I get that a lot with like the pod racing scene with the pod racing scene it has volumes of irony volumes of contrast volumes of similarities to say when in the Clone Wars Ahsoka is off on her own for the first time without Anakin Anakin can really only look over and just hope that she's doing everything the right way just like Qui-Gon was watching Anakin because at this point Qui-Gon couldn't intervene he could intervene with the dice roll he can't intervene in the actual pod racing it's up to Anakin and his abilities just like it was up to Ahsoka and her abilities and all Anakin could do was overlook and watch and foresee her do the best job she could as a commander Star Wars is all about storytelling and it's all about family and it's all about hope and as far as I'm concerned, that's 
all you ever really need, even as a human being. You need family. With family come stories, and with stories come hope. That's why Star Wars has been so impactful and so eventful and so emotionally investable for me. Because I've been able to hang on to an ounce of hope better than anybody. Not to say I've had the worst life, and I don't ever want to complain, and I I will never assess my life as a bad life. I will never say I've had a very blessed life, a very good life. Um, but I will be honest, and I will say that, you know, hey, things have been tough, but who hasn't had it tough is what I'm trying to get at. And... The reason why I think it's so important for each of us to keep that perspective in the back of our mind that, hey, everyone else has it tough, like you're not the only one going through some stuff right now, is just because it will inherently provide you much more support when you're going through a really tough time. And I think with Luke Skywalker, that was a big thing that he himself was reliant upon, was just saying like, hey, I'm not the only one in the galaxy going through some stuff right now. And I'm one of the fortunate ones because I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And it took me a minute to kind of put those perspectives together and put those understandings next to each other but as soon as I did as soon as I did I won't lie to you guys like it's been head and shoulders just so easy to just find peace even just with myself I'm so at peace and it's taken me a minute I won't lie it has taken me a minute but I love who I am I love what I am I know that I am a great son I know that I'm a good boyfriend I know that I'm a great friend Sometimes you just have to believe and you have to give yourself a, a chance and you can't be afraid to fail. That's ultimately what it boils down to as well as you just, you can't be afraid to fail. And I think that's where we get a bunch of our doubt that creeps in and sets in is we get this weird feeling of being afraid to fail when failing is how we learn and we're human beings we're on this earth to learn so I'm, I'm getting over the pedestal I'm getting over the hump but one day very soon here I think that I will have comfortably conquered my fear of failure because I've had this fear of failure for 
blimey years man dating back to when i was a kid when i was playing sports especially when i was in school because in school i only ever wanted to be perfect but i i knew early on that perfection was the goal it was never attainable and that's that's just what i told myself that's how i broke it down but as far as you know reaching unattainable goals i think it comes down to if you really want something you'll go for it and if there's something that you think you deserve like you're gonna fight for it and that's what to me i love so much about luke skywalker is that he felt like the empire did not deserve what they were what they were getting what they were doing how they were doing it and he couldn't stomach the way that people were being treated the way that things were functioning how things were functioning and he knew that the universe deserved better so what did he do he went out and blew up a death star he put his name in the half for the rebellion against the empire luke was luke was about to join the imperial academy like he was about to go fight for the empire just because he had to get off tatooine there's nothing left on tatooine for him rather than conform rather than fall back and do something that he didn't want to do he took a shot and granted it was the only shot that he had his uncle and aunt were perished at that point but nonetheless it's what he had to do and he made it work and he made it happen and luke skywalker is just such a pivotal character and such an important character especially to kids especially to a, pe a person that needs a luke skywalker in their life and when i was a kid i needed luke skywalker i needed an anakin skywalker so it was really important to me to see such an important character such a focal character go after the things that he wanted the things that he loved and fight for the ones that he loved and it turned out to be one of the greatest stories in cinema history so again mad respect to george lucas for writing such a, a beautiful such a gorgeous story and for changing the world man i watched the i watched an interview that he did recently and he was kind of entailing where he was when he was writing star wars why he wrote it and he's he he puts it better in his own words and i don't want to i don't want to verbatim but he did it 
for all the right reasons because he had a story to tell and he wanted to tell his story the right way and it's genuinely commendable having people that are simply trying to do the right thing when they attempt to change the world and they're doing it the right way like i've always appreciated that about how real some of these people can be man because there's a good amount of people that you know they put movies out they put shows out they they work for studios that don't have the best ethics the best morals and it it disheartens me i'll say that it disheartens me when you don't fully get the backing that you deserve and george lucas had to he had to go to hell and high water to get the backing that he got and even then he barely got it so i do want to say a huge shout out to George Lucas. A huge shout out to Star Wars. You changed my life. You've probably changed the lives of thousands of kids. Millions of kids. Hundreds of millions of people. And there's so much about this great franchise that we yet even talk about. So, just a huge thank you genuinely um i do want to talk about some old republic after that long-winded introduction i do want to talk about some old republic and we are going to talk about some old republic don't you guys worry but um as far as it goes like i'm i can't thank you guys enough for the support and the love and just everything that you've given to this podcast because it's not easy doing a one-man podcast and if i had it my way i wouldn't be doing a one-man podcast but we make it work we make it work and you guys have been the absolute goats for coming through showing love and always being collaborative and helping out so from the bottom of my heart thank you guys this is the archives podcast i am your host so debo and let's get into it let's talk about some knights of the old republic let's talk about some old republic and see where we go with it so i have been playing kotor as far as i've gotten so far and it's been really fun i have to admit it's been really really fun um we've had arguably some of the best times in those kotor streams where i'm lost don't know where to go don't know what to do but we end up figuring it out. And it's really fun. 
it's really fun to experience these things with new characters and people that we've never played with and learn so much. I've read some of the Revan book. I know a whole bunch about Revan and the Mandal Mandalorian Wars and such, but when you're actually sitting down and getting into the nitty gritty of it and learning so much about it, it's really fun and it's a good time. And it begs the question, it begs the question, a question that I would like to discuss Should the Old Republic be canonized in terms of a TV show or a movie? My answer right here, right now, is no. I think it should be a play box, a sandbox for fans to go out, create whatever world, whatever character they want. If you're not going to be serious about it, if you're not going to give us a Game of Thrones length style show about the entirety of the Old Republic, what are we doing? I'm, I'm really getting sick of the one character name shows. Ahsoka, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Mandalorian. A show like Andor is amazing because it really could be called the rebellion obi-wan kenobi could have been called reva but they called it obi-wan kenobi to sell some merchandise i would really appreciate i would really appreciate if we ended up getting A nice brand spanking new revamped remade Knights of the Old Republic on the modern consoles everywhere you look they say oh it's it's not been canceled it's still being remade give us some hope I'd love a 1313 video game I would love a 1313 video game I think that would be really sick. I think that would be really cool. Let us have... Let us have a... A bounty hunter RPG game. Similar to like Red Dead Online, GTA Online. That we can just go have fun. Open world, literally open world, give us some vehicles, give us some objectives, give us some stuff to do, give us tasks, but at the end of the day, set us free, you know? I'm not asking for too much. I'm asking for someone to take Star Wars video games serious, because when... When has anyone taken Star Wars video games seriously apart from, say, Respawn, who you can't even fault Respawn. They're doing the best job they can. They are doing the best job that they can. And 
I think the team at Respawn are doing the Lord's work, genuinely. I think they're doing the Lord's work. They're single-handedly keeping Star Wars games afloat. And I think it's time that we give them their flowers. Because I have not been seeing enough people show love towards Respawn. Show love towards... The Star Wars Jedi games in general, I think it's, I think it's time that we show those games some love, folks, because they are really good. And I know no one's doubting that. I know nobody's doubting that they're really good games, but I think it is time. And I think they are, they've earned their due. They've earned their due. So... This is my small shout out to <laughs> the Respawn Jedi games. We are playing them on stream recently. And I just bought a PlayStation Portal that I am due to be getting here soon. Really excited for, by the way. Um... And I absolutely can't wait to get my hands on it. Can't wait to play it. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be an absolutely great time. I'm going to be playing PlayStation in the sh in the bath. Playing some PlayStation in the backyard. Hanging out on a summer night out there playing some PlayStation. You kidding me? It's going to be sick. Um, but I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited for it. So the Old Republic, it's it's dominated by a handful of characters. Darth Bane, Darth Revan, Darth Malak, Bastila Shan, Satil Shan, Darth Malgus, um, Darth Emperor Vitiate, whom I don't know too much about. But we have a what three games knights of the old republic knights of the old republic 2 and star wars the old republic those games i really do want to dive into i am playing kotor right now we're gonna play kotor tonight on stream um and i'm i'm hyped i'm actually really looking forward to it it should be a really good time it should be a really good time i don't know exactly how far that I am or where I'm at or what I'm doing, but we're having fun doing it. You know what I mean? Um, I just got to the Sith temple. I'll say that. And I know I'm fighting some lady. I'm about to fight some lady to the death. So it's going to be nuts. And I thoroughly look forward to it man i thoroughly look forward to it it's gonna be sick um i implore you all to come by the streams at sotico everywhere we do be having a good time it is a great atmosphere it's just like this podcast where we hang out we vibe out and just see what happens we just see what happens. Um, and my favorite thing that I've liked 
is the character interactions between one another and seeing the characters grow a little bit and seeing how they not interact with the world but just how they change based on where they're at in the world if that makes sense and it's been fun learning so much more about planets i never knew about species i never knew about even the sith which i'm not too knowledgeable about it's fun to learn who they are why their aspirations are what they are and i've learned so much in this short span of time between that between researching for my book like we've been doing absolute bits and i did finish chapter one of my book i am going to insert a little segment at the end of this podcast where i'm reading the first few pages of my book if you guys are interested check out my patreon to support and quote unquote pre-order um you're more than welcome to do so and i would highly appreciate it it would mean everything to me if you guys were interested in something like that but kotor has been timo in the youtube chat says agree with you 100 character development has been uncommon with new games yeah it really feels like that doesn't it man it really feels like that which sucks because i love playing story driven games i love playing single player story driven games if i'm not playing video games with my friends then i'm wanting to play a story game because i i cba i cba to to play multiplayer online games that's just not me anymore i'm over that i'm past that it is what it is i just there's nothing there for me anymore but with games like kotor i can have an absolute ball on i can learn and more importantly i can have fun with and it's going to be different than anyone else's game it's not like jedi survivor where there's one set ending kotor there's different endings there's different paths to get there there's different companions to play with there's different branches there's different routes and it's like why don't video games have this these days is this really something that's so like asinine and so far away not really because when you think about it kotor is less what 21 years ago kotor was made in the grand scheme of things that's not that far away that's not too old but because of how we think about things and how we see things it certainly feels old to us you know but the fact that that's probably the best star wars game that we've had in a while it kind of brings down the valuation of all star wars games because if this was the cream of the crop and this is still holding up today what's going on here 
you have games like Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the original editions. They still hold up today. And then you look at today's Battlefronts. Battlefront 1 was kind of a waste. Didn't have a story mode. Didn't really expand upon anything. Battlefront 2 had a story mode. It was so quick. It was so quick. Even though it was fun. I'm 8 hours. I'm 9 hours into KOTOR. I believe I am on the third planet. What up, Flask? We're just getting started, man. We are just getting started in here. But I'm nine hours deep in KOTOR. And I am on the third planet. I've been to Terrace. I've been to Dantooine. And I literally just left Dantooine to go to Mor Korriban. I call the Moraband because that's its canon name. Which I thought is funny. Greetings from Denmark. Just going to lurk and sleep. Oh, feel free, man. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or Star Wars related stuff to, that you'd like to hear about, feel free to toss it in the chat. But no, I appreciate you for coming through all the way from Denmark, man. That means a lot to me. Um... I've henceforth just fell in love with the idea of two characters being so interwoven together as Revan and Bastila are. Not only do they go on, and I, I know that they go on to get married and have kid and happily ever after. But to see like the beginnings of things, it's really cool. It's really cool. I've been in my relationship now for, oh man, year and a half, year and a half. And it still feels like, there's some times where it still feels like we're in the, the early days where everything's exciting and Life is just bliss. It's it's fun. So seeing it in a in video game characters that I'm invested in is remarkable. It truly is remarkable. I'm really excited to see where the story ends up going, how we get there, because right now Bastila is super subservient. She's super all about the light side but i know that she falls because of spoilers and i know that there's a kotor 2 but i know nothing about kotor 2 so i'm really excited to see that as well um this is kind of just more of a kotor check-in than a segment in and of itself because i really i can only base what i'm talking about beyond where i'm at in the actual game so I can only just say I'm having a really good time playing it. I'm having so much fun. And I'm going to keep going as much and as, as hard as I can. Because it's been really fun. It's been really, really fun. And I'm genuinely and thoroughly enjoying it.
and I'll just see where it goes. I have no hard expectations for it. Just want to have fun, man. Just want to have fun. And we're going to play a little bit of it after this podcast. Just have to run to the shops and uh, get a return going. I got to return some stuff. But um, yeah, as far as uh, the podcast goes... I think this is a really good section to transition to this, the galactic dispatches. If you guys are in the chat, feel free to ask anything and it'll get answered with priority. These are questions that we've had sent in over time and questions that we've maybe skipped over or, or missed in the past. And we're going to answer them now. We have nine of them. I am going to drink some water before we get into it because... I've been talking for like five hours straight today. And I always do get a little lightheaded towards the end of the podcast. Fun fact. Alrighty. So the first question in, what is it about Star Wars that just captures people's hearts, no matter their age or background? I say this a lot and I should genuinely be an ambassador for Star Wars, Disney, Lucasfilm, holla at me, tskfinances at gmail.com. I'd be happy to come on board. I'd be happy to show the product because I love the product. I think Star Wars captures people's hearts because there's something for everybody in star wars whether you're a fan of the good guy the bad guy the superhero the everyman the background characters the foreground characters the lightsabers the blasters the starships the the military tactics the wars the love there's something for everybody and you see that nowadays as the fandom is as diverse as it's ever been. I remember growing up, if you like Star Wars, you're an absolute neek. You were a nerd. And I was like, hey guys, I'm the best athlete in the school. I love Star Wars. Granted, probably had some of the best grades in the school. So yeah, I'm a nerd, but I love Star Wars, man. And I think that's what it is about Star Wars. There's just something for everybody. You can hone in on a specific character, a specific time period. You can learn more about it. You can dive into the lore. Or you can just be a casual fan. It doesn't matter. Star Wars is genuinely for everybody. I was just a Star Wars nerd without the sports ability and good grades. Yeah, that's it's okay, man. It, we're all human at the end of the day. We're all human. No one's judging. And if someone is judging, that speaks more volumes on them than it does about you. Next question. Which Star Wars character really sticks out to you as having the most interesting journey or transformation and why? Oh, man. Um, probably Anakin. Probably Anakin. 
we get to see uh, it's a tough one we get to see anakin literally from a child up until death and then after death so he goes through the most interesting journey and transformation as your question asks is it fair to answer anakin is that lazy to answer anakin i'll say so yeah but i think it's true leia leia is a really interesting character i love her journey um but hers i get kind of mixed up because i'm reading a legends book i'm reading heir to the empire right now and it's not exactly canon <laughs> So, a bit tricky there. Um, but I'll say Anakin for for answer's sake. You know, we get to see Anakin as a, as a boy, grow into a, a teen, grow into a man, grow into what really is the representation of a typical human being you're you're a slave to the master you're a slave to the empire and that's what anakin was when he was darth vader he was going around doing the emperor's bidding just like we as humans we go to work clock in clock out go home go back the next day you know it's truly unfortunate but anakin is quite literally the most human character that we've ever seen and maybe when he's the most human he's ever been he's in the vader suit so it's sad stuff number three if you could grab a drink with any star wars character who would it be and what would you ask them this is a good one because i don't really know what up, mundane? So ghost, though. Why am I so ghost, though, bro? Why am I so ghost, though? I don't ghost people. Um, If I could grab a drink with any Star Wars character, what would I ask them? I would pick... Man, this is so tough. There's so many options that I want to pick. What about you guys in the chat? What are you guys feeling? Let me know. This is really tough, and I don't want to give you like a answer. I want to give you a good answer. Maybe Yoda. And I'd ask him, hey. Why have you been twerking for the Senate so much? Why have you been twerking for these politicians and for these lawmakers and for these idiots that have quite literally been using you guys? Why have you been twerking for them for 800 years? I genuinely want to know what he would say to that. Because at a certain point, you're not fighting for the Republic. You're fighting for the Senate. 
You don't work for the Senate. You work for the Republic. Come on now. When did you first fall in love with Star Wars? And what was it about it that hooked you? Um, I was a wee child. My dad liked it. So I liked it. I went and saw episode two in theaters. That was really sick. Had a great time with it. The toys were cool. Laser swords, are you kidding me? Anakin was a kid when I was a kid, so... Kind of grew up with Anakin. And then as I grew up, seeing Anakin grow up was the most real thing that I've ever experienced. Because I was like, damn. It's pretty symbolic. It's pretty linear. We all have our favorite Star Wars quotes. What's yours and why does it resonate with you? Man, these are some good questions today. These are some really good questions today. Um, what is my favorite Star Wars quote? It's something that I've been telling myself a lot recently. And it's Han Solo... Never tell me the odds. And I know it's a silly quote. I know it's a really silly quote, but for me, I've always felt like I've had the odds stacked against me. And recently, it's kind of gotten me through some, some tough times. I've been struggling recently with mental health, physical health. And I'm doing good now. I'm doing good now. Never tell me the odds. Lightsabers are such an iconic part of Star Wars. If you had your own, what color would it be? And what fighting style would you use? Well, the color I'd want is green. I don't know what color it would be. I am taking a quiz with my girlfriend soon. And what fighting style would I use? Um, I've always been a fan of Form 4. I've always been a fan of Form 4. Which is, uh... The Ataru. The aggression. The take the fight to the enemy form. Um, some practitioners. Anakin. Yoda. Ahsoka. Kyle Katarn. Luke Skywalker. It's all really fun form four definitely because i do believe that it, you have to take the fight to the enemy especially when you're outmatched you're outnumbered um but i am a pretty big fella pretty tall good strength to me absolutely so jacked 
So who knows, but I think form four. I think form four. Um, uh, which Star Wars character do you find yourself rooting for the most? Luke Skywalker. I, I root for Luke 10 times out of 10 because he's doing everything for the right reasons. And seeing someone come from such tough background, such honest background as farmer, grew up without his parents, grew up with an aunt and uncle who never claimed him as their own. It couldn't have been easy. So shout out to Luke Skywalker, man. Imagine you're stranded on a desert planet like Tatooine. What three Star Wars characters would you want by your side and why? This is another really good question. Who would we want? I'll take Luke because he's from Tatooine. I'll take Leia because she's rich and she has connections. And it says character. So I was going to say a Bantha so I can just ride the Bantha, but I don't think that counts. Give me R2-D2 because he knows his way around Tatooine. He freaking found Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, give me R2-D2. Ooh, BB-8 would be a solid one. BB-8 because he's got the map. Yeah, give me BB-8. Luke Skywalker. Luke might have R2-D2 anyways, and then Leia. And then if we get trapped, I can just, you know... If we get stuck there, I can just, I don't know, start a life as a, as a lowly construction worker or something. I don't know. Lastly, if you could sum up your question... Not Jesus Christ. If you could sum up your love for Star Wars in just one word, what would it be? And why does that word resonate with you? <sighs> hope. Star Wars has given me hope. It has given me so much life when I've needed it. So much appreciation, so much escape from the real world so much time energy dedicated towards it hope star wars made me realize that i can make something of myself and that's the plan that is the plan that is the plan well folks that's all that i've got if you guys have any questions or anything else that you would like answered, let me know. And if not, I will say deuces manuses and get you guys up out of here. Um, we'll be back live at probably like 7.30 p.m. And until then, it's been your boy Sotico. I do appreciate each and every single one of you. 
drop a like, subscribe, and more importantly, leave a good review and follow us everywhere at Star Wars TAP. Growing podcast, small podcast, and hoping to do big things with it. I love you all, and hopefully you all have a good rest of your night. Welcome in. My name is Sotiko, and if you're new here, I have been writing a Star Wars book now for about a year, and we are done with the first chapter. We are done with the first chapter. We are 41 pages deep, and this is so awesome. I'm so excited. This is going to be sick. Um, as far as the book goes, it won't take another, like a chapter is not going to take me a year, but I plan to be done with the book in a year's time. So be sure to follow along. This is going to be a really audio intensive stream. Uh, there will be no visuals or anything. Uh, just some lo-fi and me reading the book. So we're going to go as long as we can here. Um, but yeah, we're, chapter one is complete. 41 pages deep. We're going to have some fun with it. So this is Star Wars. The Shattered Apprentice, Chapter 1. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Today was the day. From what seemed like an endless amount of rotations around the suns, it was finally the day. For most families on most other planets, turning 10 years old might be just another celebration as usual but not for the Kaiso family on Tatooine. Because Nathan Kaiso knew that today was the day that he got to stop working at his parents' cantina in Mos Eisen and start seeking out an apprenticeship for his dream profession as a mechanic. Ever since he could pick up a Harris wrench, Nathan loved to fix and build things from seemingly nothing into full-fledged dispenser units used in his parents' cantina to help them pour drinks more efficiently. Because of his hard work at their establishment and his dedication in school, it was an easy decision for Nathan's parents to reward him on this special day. As the twin sons of Tatooine rose beyond the horizon to paint a majestic orange and purple gradient across the sky, so too did young Nathan. Jumping out of his bed in excitement, he raced down the sandstone stairs of the family's middle-class home. The house rests in the outskirts of the small town of Mos Eisen and is about 30 minutes from Mos Espa across the Zelric Draw. He briefly sat down to pour himself a cup of blue milk that has a distinct smoothness to its liquid base and eloquent notes of both sour and sweet that gives Nathan a light rolling of tingles down the back of his neck as each flavor passes on to the next one. Not hesitant to chug it all down in one felt gulp, 
Nathan quickly put the cup down and wiped his lips off with the long sleeve of his beige-colored work shirt that he frequently would wear on days that he would be working in the workshop. Please be a droid. Please be a droid. Nathan whispered to himself as he anxiously sat at the family's dining table. Even for a young child, Nathan understood that his family was not exactly rich or well-off in the slightest, but he could hold on to an ounce of hope better than anybody. For the longest time, Nathan had been dropping his parents' subtle hints and notions about how helpful a droid would be, not only for his education, but also to aid in fitting in with his classmates. Almost all of Nathan's friends came from relatively wealthier families, which was always a source of banter among their small but strong friend group. There were four of them altogether, and it was always Nathan who was getting the brunt of the jokes because his family was not as well off as the others. Because even though the Kaisos were humbly part of the regular folk middle class on Tatooine, Nathan had still been traveling almost 15 minutes each way on his 74Z speeder bike to get to a better school than his local school in Mos Eisen. His parents had been completely dedicated to offering their lone offspring the opportunity at a better life than the ones that they were born into. Nathan's father, Johan, was an extremely hardworking man who developed his unrelenting worth ethic as just a child when his parents sold him and his brothers into slavery on Tatooine. It just so happened that the owner Johan was sold to was the head of the house that Nathan's mother, Carissa, had been a housekeeper since she was 12 years old. She had been working there with her younger sisters along with their mother. As time passed on, their lives progressed and the two were able to form a bond that eventually blossomed into a secret relationship. And their relationship became solidified on Johan's 18th birthday when he was able to buy his freedom and run away with his soulmate to a new life in Mos Eisen. For as much as their own love saved each other's lives at certain points, it also beams with overwhelming pride whenever either parent speaks about their child Nathan. But there was one quality Nathan possessed that neither parent themselves carried or would dare speak about to anybody. For the safety of their child, his optimal well-being, and his future solely depended upon the secret that they hold. Should it get out, it is relatively unpredictable what would happen to their one and only offspring that in it of itself was a miracle in the first place. They couldn't explain it. After seemingly years of unsuccessfully trying, they had nearly all but given up hope to be granted the opportunity to become natural parents. Johan and Carissa merely accepted that their supposed fate by acknowledging that all is meant to be will be and all is not shall not. This is the only definition of the matter that they could come up with that both left the door open for hope but also a soft landing should the likelihood of Carissa bearing Johan's child never come to fruition. 
As they both came from big families with multiple siblings, each of them were determined to create a family of their very own. All right. I think that's a good place to... I don't want to spoil too much, man. I don't want to spoil too much for you guys. But that's the first three pages. I would even say maybe two and a half pages. I don't want to spoil too much because there's a lot that comes after that. But the first two and a half pages, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Should be pretty sick. Should be pretty dope. I hope you guys enjoy the book, man. If you guys are interested, you can check out on Twitter. I posted a few links in the community tab. I posted a link. This is a link that will take you to a Patreon. And that's how you would pre-order the book. On Patreon, if you do five months at five bucks, you get access to a physical copy of the book. And everyone who contributes on Patreon will also get the audiobook for free all of it is for free you're just supporting me to get the book for free because i don't have a partnership or any sort of connection to lucasfilm so this is merely a fan fiction and i am na- i'm making no money on it it is unmonetized If you'd like to support, you can check out the Patreon. Appreciate you all.